0: Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Rick Bowers, president of TTI Success Insights. There's a shortage of high quality talent, so it's more important than ever that you find the best person for every seat on your bus. The tools provided by TTI Success Insights help you do just that, and we'll learn all about it in just a minute. Be
1: the ball.
2: Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Yeah, you are. You know, we have been working with personality assessments for so many years. It is part of the fabric of our organization.
0: It's... The core of every roundtable's meeting, right? Yeah, really. Every member knows everybody's disc profile. Yep.
2: Everybody that comes into roundtables, and of course, all employees that we hire are, are have have completed an assessment. Why do we do that, Mark?
0: So we know if they'll fit in. Right, right. If they're going to fit in. Not only that, but how to even deal with them.
2: Right. You know, one of the best, there's all, there's there are bazillions of um, different kinds of uh, assessments and reports and things that you can get through this organization. And I keep learning about more and more of them all the time. But one of the things I love is that in one of the, of the reports, it will tell you how to manage your employees, man. Like that is fantastic for we small business owners that don't have a lot of experience in managing people.
0: How that's no, cool. I mean, like, cause we sit around like, What not not every year, but every other year we'll Mm -hmm. we'll rerun the test and then we kinda go around the room and we say, Okay, this is how you talk to Mark. Yes. Don't and then there's a list of things that Mark Mm -hmm. responds to, doesn't respond to. Or Mm -hmm. Victoria. This is the things that she the ways to talk to her and not to it's just a great great tool. Absolutely.
2: And we are extremely privileged today to have Rick Bowers with us, who's the president of the company that provides us with these fabulous tools. So he's Mm -hmm. pretty high up the food chain. So we are very uh, thankful that he took the time out to be with us. So Rick Bowers, he's the president of TTI Success Insights. He's also a keynote speaker at one of their largest conferences. Rick has over 30 years experience with talent management tools, and he's trained people on effective talent management techniques in over 30 countries, In six continents. How cool is that? So welcome, Rick.
1: Thanks for having me. This is exciting.
2: Oh, yeah. It's, you know, we just love these tools. And we don't know how small business owners hire or manage without them.
1: Yeah, can you guys were talking about uh, kind of the way to manage people, and for years we've always talked about it is when you get a new tool or a new piece of uh, software, you get something that's electronic. You get an owner's manual with it, operators manual. Right. How do you how do you do things with this tool or anything? Well, our our assessments and reports really give you that operation manual for the person that you're that you've just hired or someone that you've worked with for a few months and haven't quite figured them out. These give you the tricks and the and the different pieces for you to, to communicate and. and create engagement with that person.
2: You know, that is a great way to put that. I never thought of it like that, but it explains perfectly what this is, right? Yeah. Now, so you've been involved in these types of assessments and other tools for a lot of years. Specifically, now your organization focuses on uh, on DISC as the form, the the format you use to to deliver a lot of information. Do you have a lot of experience with other types as well?
1: Yeah, the, our DISC assessment is what we started with back in the, in the early 80s. Um, we've added several other assessment types along the ways. So we, we have uh, things that look at what drives you or your motivation. Right. We, have, we can look at uh, where your level of emotional intelligence is or your EQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have skills assessments. We have assessments that deal with acumen. Um, and then we also look at it from the job side, too. So not only do you understand the person, but you understand what the job needs. And when you understand what the job needs, you can put the right people in the right places. And you also mentioned earlier about getting the right people on the bus. Mm-hmm. But you got to have them in the right seat on the bus. And and as the economies right. and, and everything is speeding up with where we are today and the pace of things, it's it's almost not a bus anymore. We're talking about a, a high-speed train or, or an airplane or something that's really yeah. flying down the across the across the continent as opposed to the buses where we're going today
2: good word pictures here rick i like them yeah so okay so you've got all these different assessments and when you're thinking about small business people most of our listeners own businesses ranging from probably i don't know five hundred thousand a year to let's say 10 million something in that range do you find that that describes your clientele or or a, a significant group of your clientele i mean do you work with small businesses
1: Oh, absolutely. We, uh, we have um, what we call value-added associates that use our tools. It's, that's how we're acquainted. You've been using yep, our tools yep. for for years and years. And and that's the their sweet spot really is that small to medium-sized business. I mean, we are in the large organizations as well, but those small to medium-sized business are, are really where the tools are, are very effective, um, can really kind of just jump right in, understand the employees that you're working with. You can use uh, comparison reports, team reports, Um, and just truly build the engagement and create a a great employee experience with these tools.
2: Are there a couple of purposes or a couple of reasons that small business owners use these assessments primarily? I mean, you've got many, but are there a couple of big reasons that they would use these assessments?
1: Uh, Selection. Hiring people is probably the biggest reason that people use it. it's a lot of just coaching or onboarding once you've hired the person, just to get to know them, um, bringing them up to speed in the organization. As I mentioned, the operator's manual. Sometimes you can hire somebody, work with them for a year, and truly still not understand the ins and outs, the do's and don'ts of communication. And once you kind of jump right into this, you debrief their reports in an onboarding process. You you're you're up to speed within a couple of a couple of hours potentially, or a couple of weeks of working with them, as opposed to a year or so.
2: What does that debrief look like or sound like?
1: Well, the, the the main disc report, if let's just go from the simple standpoint of one assessment, it's about uh, 28 or 30 pages long, and it's it's kind of just going through and reading it. And there's it starts with general characteristics. There's three paragraphs about the person. And what are the things that stand out to you in that paragraph? What are really true? Are there some things that maybe aren't quite so true that you can just adjust uh, a word or two and make the sentence true? And so now you have um, three or four paragraphs about the person that are 100 percent accurate based on their their personal feedback and then you go into the next section which is do's and don'ts on communicating and select the three or four things that you really how you like to be communicated with and these are three or four things that really drive me crazy mm-hmm. i mean and just that little bit of the report is so valuable just getting off on the right foot
0: rick a, co- a common question i hear amongst our members are. our, our- Along the lines of what's the right disk profile for a production manager or what's the right disk profile for a salesperson? Do you find that that is the case, that there's a profile per position or are they looking at the tool in the wrong way?
1: No, that's a great question because what you can do is create a job benchmark. And you can do that several different ways. But the more you understand about the position, uh, you let the job talk. And when the job kind of gives you that information, then you can create a benchmark for the person understanding their key accountabilities, what they're going to be responsible for. And then that goes into what I mentioned earlier, the job reports. And so now you have a picture of the job based on their disc graph. And so then when you're bringing people in for interviews, how well do they match that? that disc graph. And so we're measuring, we're measuring apples versus apples.
2: So is there, if, if when we work with all remodeling companies, right? Mm-hmm. So remodeling companies across the country, let's say everybody that has a production manager, could we as remodelers advantage develop one job profile for that production manager position and let all of our members see it and they would know?
1: You could. Um, <laughs> I, we is always encourage, <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely could. I mean, you, we can create industry standard kind of benchmarks and those kinds of things, Um, But more specifically, when you make it custom to each individual organization, then the production manager for company A is slightly different from B and slightly different from C. And so when you really customize that and you can do it that way, uh, you get very specific traits that you're looking for from company A to company C. And so then you just get even more productivity.
2: What are you finding are some of the main management challenges that these tools help small business owners overcome?
1: Uh, Just communication is a big one and and understanding why a person does what they do and and how they prefer to do things. is is huge because as you go through and, and I mentioned a team report, when you have a whole team of people and you break it down into the individual pieces, you'll see people say, Oh, that's why Joe does what he does. Or that's, Oh, she does that because of this. And so now everything becomes clear is that, They're not doing something to irritate you. That's just how they do it. And they're different from that standpoint. And we need people that are very talkative and and very outgoing and want to have a conversation and and all of those things, as opposed to the person that's very detail-oriented and is checking off all of the boxes and making sure everything's done in certain ways. So uh, even with with the industry that you're in, you have to have those people on your team in order to be successful.
0: So, um, Rick, I'm really curious. Do you think... You do this assessment is it good bad indifferent to have should you even have the person that took the assessment know their results do they need to know the results or can you keep that away from them what the results were
1: well, it kind of depends on the situation. I mean, if you're in a in hiring situation, we typically don't share the results with anyone except for the person that gets hired. And then I think it's very critical once they're hired to go through the debriefing process and and have them understand kind of who they are, because a lot of times people don't even understand themselves. And when you create self-awareness, that's a huge key uh, to revealing human potential and, and getting them off on the right start and, and in the position and and then have them understand who they're working with. If they're their they're, they're direct, they're direct supervisor, you can do a comparison report so you understand each person right off the bat.
2: You know, each of these personality profiles is a combination of different styles, the D, I, S, and C. Do you feel that when you tell your employees, or when anybody knows what their style is that they sort of can use that as an excuse. Well, you know, I'm slow paced. I can only do things one at a time. So therefore that's why I don't get it done. on time. Right. It,
0: it turns into a crutch. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, this is who I am. Deal with it.
2: Yeah. Do, do you find that happens?
1: Absolutely, and and I think that's okay as you're learning the the different behavioral styles to kind of have that interaction. But once you've kind of got it into the marketplace, or I mean, into the into the workplace, you you can't rely on that. You can't say my C is getting in the way, or that's because of my D, or I'm an S, so I can't do that. It's it's not the way this works. It's we use the tools to understand where our strengths are and where our limitations are, and then you just have to kind of. Uh, we, we tend to say, be an adult about it and just kind of work through the whole process and say, this is who I am and, and there's where my strengths are and here's where I struggle. So how can we adjust roles or how can we adjust who does what in the organization to be the most successful?
0: So your comments just now, it, it made me think there's people out there, some of our listeners don't have a clue what DISC is. So the D, the S, the C, can you give us a quick five second, like what's a D, an I, an S, a C, what are they? Let's set that baseline.
1: Sure. Um, A D stands for dominance. And so uh, someone that's high D type personality, they're going to uh, be very dominant. They're kind of that charge forward. I want to get it done. I want to make a decision. They're they're looking for problems to solve. when you go into the eye that's influencing and they're really all about people and contacts and they want to have the interaction, they want to influence the situation. So they're they're very outgoing and, and in a faster pace type environment. Um, then we go to the S, which is about steadiness. And so that's consistency, um, pace, and those kinds of things. So they're a little bit slower paced. The higher the S, the slower the pace they are, but they're going to be very methodical and, and, and go through the process from start to finish um and then you have the C which is compliance and so that's about procedures and, and following the rules and understanding that you need to do all of this, crossing the T's and dotting the I's, mm-hmm. um, that kind of a person. So it's, it's really there's four different styles and these are, are, are the are the peer styles. And then there's combinations of this. And so the combinations are, are almost unlimited mm-hmm. in terms of how that all comes together. But uh, when you play it out, it really gives you a picture of how someone tends to do what they do.
2: So as a manager. How does that help you get better results through your people by knowing this?
1: Well, if you have someone that's kind of the controller in the organization, you don't necessarily want someone that's a high eye to be the controller because they're more about having the conversation and influencing and and the fun-loving kind of a thing, as opposed to the high C who's going to be very Mm detail-oriented and those kind of pieces. So you can put the right people in the right seats on the bus, as we talked about earlier. Right.
2: So tell us again, how do the motivators fit into this whole thing?
1: The motivators are what's driving your behavior. And so the behavior is the disc and and the motivators are what we call driving forces. And so are you driven by being very resourceful. And so from a utility standpoint, are you want efficiency? Are you driven by getting return on investment of your time, your talent, as opposed to someone who's on the other end of that spectrum, which we would call them more selfless, where they just want to get the get the task done. They want to check the box. They're, they're very utility focused, but it's about getting it done. Even if it takes longer, uh even if it, it takes more resources, they're not as concerned about the waste and things. So it's it's two ends of the spectrum there. But motivators has uh six categories. So we talk about from a knowledge standpoint, from utility, which is what I just described, from your surroundings, kind of how you fit into the environment uh from a people or others standpoint, from a power standpoint, and then from a, a methodology standpoint. Okay. so we could spend time talking about each of the six spectrum ends of the spectrum. There's turns into 12 driving forces.
2: So how do you use that information as a manager of people to get better results?
1: Well, this is kind of a real key, because a lot of times people think if I just give someone more money, they're going to be more motivated to do Mm -hmm. a better job. And that's not necessarily the case, because if they're if they're. More driven by knowledge than they would rather go to a seminar or an opportunity to take a class to learn a new trade as opposed to someone who is maybe focused on uh, power and they would be on the commanding end of the end of the spectrum. They were more concerned about having a new title or being out in front of the organization and being the face of the organization mm-hmm. as opposed to um, the, the knowledge. And you could talk about people, the one end of that spectrum, they really want to help other people and and be seen as someone that's that's out there giving and doing things for others habitat for humanity as as would be an example there
2: okay all right great so rick give me some examples of how this has worked for me do you have any stories from all of your years of this of how this is how these tools have been used or helped
1: yeah i mentioned earlier that we typically don't debrief on a person that's going through the job interview but in the early days we, we did do some of that and I had one person that had applied for a position I was kind of showing her the different aspects of her uh, report and talking about the job. And she stopped me about halfway through the interview and she said, yeah, you're right. I'm not the right person for this. Mm-hmm. I don't fit. And it doesn't, that isn't what I want to do going yeah. forward. So you can, you can still do that by just kind of talking about how you see the person and, and asking behavioral type interview questions and really getting to the, to the core of that without still showing them the report.
2: Now, here's a question before I've got one to follow up on, but I wanted to ask you, so let's say you find someone, you've done the job profile, you know what the, what the job would, how the job would describe itself, and then you have mm-hmm. somebody come in and they're, they're not a match. They're not a match, but they want the position. They say they want the position. Should you hire them? Should you not hire them? I mean, what about wearing that mask and what's the effects of that on that person?
1: Uh, the, the best answer for that is you'll only go against the assessments once because you'll realize that they don't fit the job Uh and so you won't do that again but it happens a lot with organizations they're like "No, i have a gut feel about this person they're going to be successful and within 30 days 60 days they're they're gone really yeah
2: so you've seen that over and over
1: over and over okay that's cool
2: all right, so you've got this tool that's going to help you identify the job, say what the job would, how the job would describe itself. You have a tool that then will help you match up people to hire, to choose who to hire. How do you use these tools within your team, or do you, to help enhance communication throughout the company?
1: Oh, absolutely, because a lot of times when a company is introduced to the tools, they've already got a team of 10, 20, 30, 50 people. And so depending on uh, the different team environments, you could create a, a team report. And so then it breaks the people down uh, in several different ways. It breaks them down into the four DISC styles, but then we break it out a little bit farther into some combinations of eight. And then that's kind of how we, we talk about it. Are you, uh, are you a persuader or a conductor or a promoter or a relator? Those are just a few of the eight pieces that go around what we call our wheel. Okay. Um, And so that kind of goes along with the D and the I, the combination of a D and an I is a persuader, the combination of an I and an S is a relator. And so we can kind of break it down from that standpoint. And then we have a team report that talks about what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses. What are the words that work for you and what are the words that don't work for you? And so then it kind of shows who's in this, who's in this section, who's over here and how are we all different and how do we fit together and and where's our value to the, to the team?
2: Words. How do you mean? It'll tell you what words to use.
1: So if someone is, um, Let's just go with someone that's a very high I, so that friendly, outgoing type person. If you're saying things like we need to be precise about this, we need to be exact, we need to be to the, to the point. Those are, those are frustrating words as opposed to the other end of the spectrum. If you're talking to someone that's a high C, so they're opposites. And so if you're saying so well, in my opinion, this would be a good idea or this should work, and those kinds of words don't work for a high C. So you see how oh, just see. using certain words, you can turn a conversation into something where well, I don't even believe this person based on the words that they're using. So it's stuff that's going on inside their head as you're talking. Uh-huh. And so if you understand the other person that you're talking to, and use the correct words, your conversation is going to go smoother. Okay,
0: okay, okay. So I'm, I've always been curious about this. I, I realize that you can use this tool to understand how to better communicate with different people based on their disc. But do you have you ever found that there's like two profiles that th- these two people just need to not ever exist in the same space? <laughs> is, it, is there anything like that?
1: I think you run into people like that where it's like, I just cannot stand to talk to this person because they're so this way or that way. And, and when you understand that they're a C and you're an I and you're just opposites and that this is the value that they bring and this is the value that you bring and you start to understand each other, that starts to break that barrier down. And then you can really start to communicate and you can understand that th- their value is this and my value is that. We're just different.
0: Right. So at the end of the day, you can really just you can cut through all that once you understand the other person.
1: Yeah. And from a disc standpoint, it's a little bit more observable from a driving forces or motivation standpoint that we talked about a few minutes ago. Uh, It's a little harder to get, but you can get there by asking why questions or by using the assessments to understand what's driving that person. And so someone that's driven by um, helping others versus someone that's driven by a return on investment, those two people don't see eye to eye, but when you can kind of, go from the standpoint of, well, if, if if this person can help the people and we can get a return on our investment by doing that, then we have a common ground that we can we can kind of see eye to eye on.
2: Okay. That's really interesting.
0: Very. And I think I'd be remiss if we didn't ask Rick at least. We, we have to ask Rick this question. What's your disk profile?
1: <laughs> uh, my, my D is the highest followed right with the I, and then the S is the lowest, and the C is... Uh, Coming back up towards the middle, but not all the way to the middle.
0: Okay. So, DI. Yeah, DI. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. All right. So, now let's go into the big lightning round questions. What do you say? Sounds good. All right.
1: And now, here's a remodelers advantage lightning round.
0: It's a trap. Here we go. Put 60 seconds on the clock. What's your favorite business
1: book and why? Uh, Start With Why by Simon Sinek it's it's really kind of just getting to the heart of things and and understanding why you do what you do as opposed to how you do it or what you do and I think that's just a a huge thing for our assessments and our tools and it, it fits into everyday life. If you weren't the president of
0: TTI what do you think you'd be doing?
1: Uh, this was a hard one. Um, being in this company for 30 years, I haven't really had a lot of opportunities to do other things, but uh, I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie, so I'd, I'd like to be in the racing industry ah. of, of some sort. And so that's that would be my other dream job, I guess.
2: Is it horse racing or car racing?
1: Uh, it's got to have an
0: engine. Oh, all right.
1: <laughs> what are you not very good at? Typing. And this goes back to, like, I thought about this and back to uh, 10th grade typing class. I was like, I will never use this the rest of my life. Why am I bothering with this? And now I don't do anything but type every day of my life. And so it's one of those, it's like, man. That's funny. Should have done a better job of that.
0: (laughs) Your room, your desk, or your car, which do you clean
1: first? Definitely the car.
0: Crayola announced they're adding a new color. It's called Rick Bowers. What color is it and why?
1: Uh, Blue. Blue is kind of everything that we do, even though it's not one of my DISC colors, but it's uh, my favorite color. We have uh, all the toys have some sort of blue in them.
0: Oh, that's
2: great. Good. Yes, I I recognize that and all the different logos and so on. So good, good choice there. So, Rick, we really appreciate you doing this uh, this podcast with us. You know, again, we we use these tools all the time. We don't hire without it. We use them for communication internally. We help our members understand how to use them internally. And it's, it's fascinating stuff. So thank you for doing that. Now, before you go, though, I would like you to share with our listeners, your five words of wisdom,
1: slow down to go faster.
2: How do you mean? Why does that resonate with you?
1: Uh, it's again, a racing term, slow down to go faster, but it's, it's just true with everything that we do on a daily basis. If you try to do too much at once, you're not going to accomplish any of it. So if you just slow down and make sure you're, you're focused on the things that need to get done, uh, it's, you're going to actually go faster in terms of getting through your list of, of, uh, tasks for the day or, ta- or opportunities for the business.
2: Great. Good. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Thank you for being here. And again, we appreciate it greatly. Now, how will people learn more about DISC and motivators and driving forces? Where should they go? What should they do?
1: Uh, Our website has a wealth of knowledge. So ttisuccessinsights.com. That okay. uh, would be one place to go. And and as well, uh, Victoria, you've been using the tools for a long time, so I'm sure you have a, a place for them to get some some information yes. from you as well.
2: Yes. Yes. Thank you. We'll put the website in the show notes.
1: Absolutely. All right.
2: So thank you very much, Rick, and uh, we look forward to working with you for many years to come.
1: Great. Thanks. I enjoyed it. Good. Thanks, Rick.
2: Bye.
0: Isn't DISC amazing?
2: You know it- – that we only touched on the surface, though. They have so many different kinds of assessments that you can use to understand if people are right for sales, if they're right for administration. I mean, it's just the the, the whole three sixty degree um, surveys where all the employees will survey or, or grade each other um, on their performance, and just there's just a plethora. <laughs>
0: A plethora. a plethora. It's a plethora. Uh, That's right you- out of Three Amigos. Hefe, <laughs> yeah. do you know what a plethora is?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I would have a said, that.
0: would you say I have a plethora of? <laughs> Pinatas, yes, Jefe. You have okay. I've totally gone off topic. Anyway,
2: um, I, I just That's love that though.
0: movie. Movie buff, man. <laughs> you you've seen it, right? No. Oh no. Okay. Well, hey, you know, Hefe could have used a disc assessment. I think <laughs> yeah. that would have been good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I it just it it astonishes me that you can ask just these questions.
2: And there's only 24
0: questions, right? And then here's here's a printout, and here's everything about you.
2: No, it's really interesting. And then there's all the sections on how to motivate, how to manage, what drives you, what makes you do what you do. And it's also it's packed with cool information answering just this tiny little bit of inf- it, it, of
0: questions. It really is though. It's it's almost kind of like one of those face palms or forehead slaps where mm-hmm. you just think how could you not do this for every incoming employee? I mean, yeah. why shouldn't you? Right. You know everything that, mo- because as he said, The answer to motivating people isn't always like, I'm going to give you a raise, I'm going to give you a bonus, or I'm going to give you more money or something. Sometimes it's, it's other things. And Mm -hmm. and these reports find out what each person's motivator is.
2: And you know, it's so challenging when you're a small business owner, when you're hiring key people, if you hire wrong, it can screw up your entire year, right? This is not just a couple of week thing. It's messed up for the year and you got to start all over. I mean, it's a big investment. So using every tool you can get your hands on to hire the right person and then get them indoctrinated into the team is just fantastic. I don't know why anybody wouldn't do it. Well, again, I think it was informative and um, you know, all of our members see these assessments and um, we use them at every one of our new member meetings and it's lots of fun.
0: To yeah, learn it's good. About people. It's very good. So right. that was an interesting episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And we, as always, appreciate you listening. I am Mark Harari, I.S. <laughs> and
2: I am Victoria Downing. I think I'm I.S. as well. It could be I.C. I'm not sure.
0: No, but you're I.S.
2: Am I? Also, that's why we get along so
0: well, right? Uh-huh.
2: Um, so, thank you for being here. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week. Did I that come out mucky?
0: Well, you, you said yourself twice. Oh. <laughs> so, thanks for being here.
2: So, thanks for being here. I'm Victoria Downing. No, no, No.
0: we've already said who you are. You said it five times. Just say, thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. (laughs)
2: Thanks for being here. See you next week.
0: No, I was still talking.
1: This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the remodelers' guide to business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening.